and welcome back to Try Not To Die. I'm your dice miracle Noah Perito, and I'm here with our two Tomb Raiders. Lisa Condemi, aka Gorgonzola, big MILF energy, and MILF stands for mummy in your lair, fiends. <laughs> nice. I really was wondering Complex. where that one was going. I was like, um. It was a geez. twisting <laughs> labyrinth, much like, like the labyrinth. It's Ashley Goodwin, Hi. a.k.a. Brigid, about to get gory in the Arcane Laboratory. Ooh! Ooh very sheesh. good. And a promise of violence to boot. We'd love to hear it. It's looking right. Well, let's, let's not waste any time. Let's get right to the recap. Last time, we found the tricky trio cramped in the supply closet of an admin building reeling from multiple realizations. Brigid let her friends know about her dream, learning of the first Keeper of the Allfire, hearing mention of aberrations, discovering the Shard is somehow tied to the Maldiction, the calamity that formed Feyfall, and somehow was involved in the death of Mistra, God of Magic. It was a it was a big, big mid-morning kind of lore dump. Big mid-morning. Big, big morning. <laughs> morning constitutional. Um, <laughs> then, Zola dished on her lineage, being the Stregorede, as she found out later, I'm getting ahead of myself, uh, and the survival of her mother, and the group pondered what the future held for them all, bonding over the paths laid before them. Knocking out Gulp Shitto, shout out to our producer Daddy for the name of this NPC. If you would like to name an NPC, be a $50 patron. Uh, once more before settling down to finish your rest. As Zola headed to bed, she took the shard in her hands, hoping to get a message from Mistra to provide clarity as she fell unconscious. Unfortunately, she called Limburger, the gravedigger, instead. Calling her Stregorede, or Witch Heiress, he attempted to connect with Zola once again over their shared goals and heritage. I hate when you butt dial and then you have to have a whole conversation <laughs> no. with the person. I actually, I'm kind of in the middle of something. I was trying to make an important call, but uh, okay, yeah, no, we can catch up. Yes, uh, then tell me more about how you're doing. I should probably let you go. I want to get out of your hair. I'm actually free for a little bit. I have a time to you talk. So let me, oh, sorry. Let me let you go. <laughs> Going through talk. <laughs> Um, he emphasized how special she is and how together they could do great things for her people, for those she loved. Calling bullshit, Zola recognized her innate greatness and denied needing him, but he continued to press, showing flashes of all her kills, claiming he could empower and then teach her more, telling her that she will lead a trail of blood in her wake, but with him, he could make it much shorter. Finally, he reminded her of the strange nature of reality in the Underdark here, appearing objects, strange feelings of being watched, revealing how close he could be to escaping without her help. Zola finally drifted off to sleep and eventually Smite awoke mid-rest, joining Brigid on watch. The two talked, bonding over their abilities and responsibilities, him confessing he feels like he gets a little too caught up in things and loses control, her acknowledging that feeling as well and encouraging him to give himself more credit. As they shared stories of their adventures, Brigid eventually asked Smite about his past. He told an abridged version of his backstory, growing up in the city, a child of minor government figures, the war, attempting to flee when the Empire took power, losing his parents and being separated from his sister and their guide. He ended up being raised by Barley and took up the sword when he could, making his oath of vengeance and living a life as a vigilante slash revolutionary slash community leader. Slash unshowered being. <laughs> Splash. Um, man baby. <laughs> Slash hot. Slash urban hot. legend. Myth. <laughs> it was around that time that Zola groggily woke up from her miserable dreams. After a recap, the group snagged some cardigans from desks nearby, left a note on the janitor gulp shitto, and snuck out the front onto the street, finding it blocked by a barricade led by Plebo and Erica. 
Several notes were left on gulp shit And multiple notes, none of them helpful. Uh, <laughs> to get past them and the patrols in the alleys, Brick proposed that each of them planted a bean in different parts of this neighborhood to send the guards scurrying. Smite heartily agreed, heading back east towards the barracks while Zola and Brigid headed a bit closer to the center along the main boulevard. On the count of bean, all three flicked the bean, and in seconds it became clear that their plan had over-succeeded. <laughs> Smite saw his bean blossom into a harmless blue campfire. Not too bad, not too bad. Brigid saw her bean blossom into a large tree from the southern jungles, dropping a number of apricot-like fruits with potential magic-slash-poisoning powers. Apropos. Apropos apricots. And Zola, hers, grew into a 60 by 60 stone pyramid that immediately destroyed some of the nearby buildings, getting everyone's attention. Using the chaos, the two stealth over the broken rooftops, scaling down to weave their way to the alley where Smite was waiting for them near the windowless building. Relying on their disguises, the party managed to convince the Durgar guards that they were Erica and some injured assistants of hers, and they needed to get inside. And that is where we are right now. But before anyone says anything, before anyone makes moves, Zola, I need you to roll a d20 with disadvantage, because you've taken a long rest. And the wild oh, shard needs to see shit. if it surges. The shard needs to feed. The shard needs to feed. Come on, Keegan, die. <laughs> Roll above. Two that 20. <laughs> First one's a 13. Second one is a six. Let us roll a d10,000. Would someone like to pull that up? Or yes, would you like me to? I will. I love to roll the d10,000. <laughs> I want to get you. one. I want to get a die that's 10,000 sides. For a second, I, I thought that that was like an online dice roller, like one dice that has 10,000 sides on it. And I was like, what does it look like? It would look like the sun, I feel like, right? It would just be a massive <laughs> It's sphere. actually, no one could make it because it would, it's so it's like too thing. much for the human brain to <laughs> comprehend. Ooh, hi. Spicy. 9,682. Okay, you can make a choice right now. Would you like this to happen now, or do you want to store? Mm. Now. Now? Okay, I need you to roll a d100. Okay. Um, you guys, I as just, you... <laughs> I don't know if that's, like, a stupid decision, but I just I just feel like it's rolling with the chaos of the situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh! Oh, 66. Oh, so close yes. to the good stuff. That's still the good stuff. <laughs> okay. Up to three creatures you choose within 30 feet if you take 4d10 lightning damage. So here's how this is going to happen. I'm going to narrate right now. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> asshole. The doors <laughs> slide open, these massive stone doors with the the still glowing symbol of the Omnimalum fading from them. <laughs> um, you guys step inside. Smite gives you both the look that is are you guys going to do the erupting earth plan? Um, and as you all like begin to exchange that look, Brigid, you notice that the shard is glowing very, very, very bright I'm in sweating. Zola's pocket. I look like I have a, like a stomach ache or something. <laughs> like I'm kind of shifting back and forth. Like, Still as Erica Boderica. <laughs> yeah. Like as if Erica Boderica has, has like to a take a ache. shit. Yeah, exactly. I'm sweating a little bit. Like, is anyone else hot in here? Zola, you begin to feel like a prickling feeling on your skin as if your nerves are being plucked. Think I think I might boof. <laughs> um, oh fuck! Oh you fuck! You turn uh, around. Smite back up. 
you <laughs> see the four Durgar stone guard are just taking up their positions once again now that the door is opened and you guys are walking by them. Are you going to... Yeah, I f- choose them. Okay. It's four, right? Four people within um, range? Up to three creatures you choose within 30 cool. feet of four. I choose um, the three, um, not the stoner. <laughs> <laughs> not the one who would, who clearly was stoned. Because I feel like if he goes and tells them what he saw, that they're going to be like, you're high. <laughs> What's going on? He turns, and suddenly you guys hear a as like the air begins to buzz, smell of burning ozone, and slowly closing the door. Explode down, and you see these Durgal uh, begin to shake. Just um, classic Home Alone. Like see the skeleton through them. Can um, I roll damage? Roll the four d ten. Four d ten. Ooh, can I have a d ten, please, from both of y'all? If I can figure Here's out which dice one. that is. Oh, the weird one. I love it. <laughs> this one looks like a, a weird mint your grandparents might give you. It looks like a gusher. <laughs> yeah, it does look like a gusher. Um, okay, and then... Oh, gonna... the gusher rolled a one. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, sure, the gusher did Excuse you. <laughs> 16 damage. Um, And then, so Brigid, you see this go down. Are you still going through with your plan? You're doing Erupting Earth? Uh, what do you guys think? No, no, I think save it. Yeah. Let's just I think that we can chalk this up to like a weird uh, weather event underground. You're going to try uh, it. There was just a bunch of like, w- like there was a pyramid, there was a tree. Maybe they'll be like, oh, there was lightning too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If there wasn't anything else, then I would be like, yeah, okay, let's okay. do it. But I think we're going to not. Things are immediately chaotic. You see the three that were struck are like sizzling and smoking. They they all fall to the ground so and are struggling the to door, get up. Um, the door slowly shuts behind you as you hear them go, wait, wait, what's going on? What's going on? Um, <laughs> I know you're going to erupt the earth and I accidentally erupted the sky. I hope that's okay. I really didn't mean to steal your thunder. thunder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, but really, we should go. I'm so scared. We got to go, but that was fucking great. <laughs> um, so you guys turn and what you see is an impeccable clean stone hallway lined with doors with small windows kind of like a clat like the little glass windows that have like the metal um, kind of wiring in them mm-hmm. to help them not be broken through mm-hmm. it is lit by these strange kind of pale fluorescent crystals uh, and as you enter you hear stone grinding and the sounds of work being done the sounds of like you know, there's talk coming from various rooms. There's the sound of a few mechanical, more minor, definitely not like a factory sound, but you were talking, you hear like some tickering and stuff like so it's that. Like a school. Putting um, these preschoolers to work. <laughs> there's child labor here underneath the streets. Every single time I look around, I'm even more sickened by this place. Me um, too. These are very bleak looking halls, and you see each one of these rooms are marked with little signs in Undercommon. Um, like peering in just at a, an angle for these first few, you see that there are some deep gnomes and humans taking notes, working around tables, sketching and drawing. It is indeed like classrooms, but you don't see an instructor. <laughs> You do see one person in the back, kind of like on their break, doing a paint and sip in one of the office rooms. This is where they keep the X-Men kids. (laughs) Dr. Xavier um, wheels around the corner. No, Um, you guys are standing in this bleak hallway. You see just from an angle, like I imagine you guys are starting to move forward, correct? Like you're moving into this place? Yeah, I think we're probably um, like ducking underneath the windows. Trying not to be seen. Squatting down, duck walking down the hallway. (laughs) As stealthily as you can. In fact, everyone give me stealth checks. Uh, I believe have my pass without trace on? You dropped it to give Eagle Splendor. Mm-hmm. So, um, Zola, you still have advantage on charisma checks right. for now. I could cast it again. Yeah, you can burn another spell if you want. 12. Okay. 
um, 17. And Smite got over 20. So you guys are doing pretty decent. I would say that, I mean, the fact that you're, you know, disguised as Eric Moderica, there's some, you're getting to buy some social kind of secrecy in that way. No, Mm -hmm. fewer people are trying to look your way. And if they do, they look away pretty quickly. But as you guys are walking, you see, you know, some of these places seem to be like little work rooms. So you you see a break room, you see other kind of hallways splitting off that clearly lead to like bathrooms and stuff like that. At the end of this main hallway, you see stairwell heading up, likely to the other several floors of this structure. Um, And then you also see um, a few rooms that are clearly record rooms. Like as you pass by, you see like large filing cabinets, less like an office space than those admin buildings, more like storage for like old stuff, old Mm -hmm. files, old experiments, kind of stuff like that. Um, Where are you all heading? We might be able to find like some kind of record of the chambers somewhere maybe. I mean, they. I think that's where they said they were taking Moss. So... Maybe we should try and see if we can find any internal information about a chamber, like a directory or something. Yeah, something like this. Is there a lot of people around? Everyone who you guys have seen so far is inside these rooms. Like, you're looking around, you can tell that there isn't a lot of waiting around. There aren't people chatting in the hallways. This is not, like, a casual office space. If you're here, you're working. So the fact that you're on the move is actually, like, even better for your for stealth's sake. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense that you'd be like, I'm trying to get to my location. Uh, is anyone, like... um? alarmed by the sounds outside like have they are they does it do they take notice that the or can you even hear inside the moment you guys yeah the moment you guys entered in here it was like entering into a like sound chamber it was Mm. immediately silent the outside world is shut off maybe should since i'm disguised should i just like try and dip into like a one of these storage spaces real quick and just Mm -hmm. leaf through see if i can find anything yeah maybe yeah. we'll stay close but go into like another area maybe duck into the bathroom or something mm, i can I don't why don't know. i can keep watch and okay. then if you want you two want to jump into a quick scan two yeah. Yeah. two heads Sounds being better good. than one we'll you know? 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right message us will do um so he like follows you guys to one of these record rooms you check it uh you notice it is locked Okay. Um, so you can either I... try you know you can try and muscle it which no. might make a noise or i'll you can... use a chime okay so that's my um, second that I've used. You hear a that is really only resonant to you guys, and then the door unlocks and slowly opens. Smite nods to you both, um, and he like it looks like he goes down the hallway a little bit, opens into one of the more supply closet spaces, and you can see his eyes peering <laughs> over the door, like keeping watch, Just getting looks, ready to message. Looks like he's skiving off. <laughs> They're like, what is he doing in there? <laughs> Jesus. Um, go to the bathroom, man. Um, so, you guys are in there. Um, if you'd like to make investigation checks, you can try that. If there's anything else, you definitely can target it. You too. know how file cabinets usually have a little um, slot on the front and there's like a, a label? Do they have those? 100%. You do indeed see Is that. Is it like alphabetical or there categories? You see, it looks like it's arranged by date. So, a lot of the ah. stuff that's like closest here like closest to the front here is newer stuff with the oldest stuff being pushed to the back as like you know you close experiments you put them in the back maybe i grab the most recent and you grab the first maybe like i was thinking like start if we're looking for specifically my uncle let's start from the date that he was taken potentially great idea Yes, we look for Thursday's date. Okay, so you don't specifically find day dates, but you do find ranges, basically. Um, Like a month or whatever. Yeah, like the past few months, basically. So if you want to give me investigation checks on these, like, specific filing cabinets, you are welcome to. You guys pull them open and immediately do the... It's it's zoom in, your fingers on flicking through files and, like, split-screen cuts of you guys searching. Can I, um, instead of rolling, can I give Brigid the help? 
the, action? Yeah, the help sure. action because so I, I can roll with it. I, yeah, I think that you whatever you have is going to be better than what I have. I think uh, for investigation, I only I don't have a plus anything. Oh wait, let me see then. Hold on. Oh, actually, I should do it. All right, do you? I have plus two. Right. I, I forgot a, that that's intelligence, not wisdom. I had rolled a fifteen. Okay, we so can, then we'll I'll keep just one, roll. and then you roll, and then we'll just take the highest. Okay. We'll add your, and we'll say that um, Brigid was just rolling for okay. you. It was fun because we both got to roll a dice. <laughs> Teamwork. Nat twenty. Oh <laughs> my. On the Keegan die. Oh my guys, is the first nat twenty on the Keegan die? No, no, the because Keegan we, die the is... Keegan die rolled two nat twenties. No, and I both rolled nat twenties the first time we tested them out on Dang. air. It, it, was was a, it was insane. It was insane. <laughs> Um, so you guys are pulling through these files, and with a nat 20, you make quick work of this. You skim the abstracts and headlines, you find several files- P for peaceful. P for peaceful, peaceful. Um, you. you find several files of interest. There are diagrams of basic robotics, like the spider creatures, but then you begin to unfurl these larger, um, folders labeled Operation Soldier, S-O-U-L-D-I-E-R. I am- putting these documents in my um, bag of holding. Like, as soon as you skim them, you're like into yes, the thing. Yeah, okay. straight in. So that Smite can look over them too. It's very dense material. So definitely yes. good to review. But as this, just like a first skim, you see that a lot of it was done. There's lots of these experiments on like various humanoids. The Those that are considered to have a degree of intelligence or like soul, whatever you want to call it. Um, you see tar usually targeting criminals, half-blood, the species of the first might, prisoners of war, goblins, orcs, just horrible torturing, manipulation. People. Yeah, lots of, there's lots of writings in here about like essentially spell failures, like the, you know, things bouncing back, exploding because of the just nature of this kind of complex, both necromancy and like almost divine magic, though yeah. clearly they are not dabbling in the divine. Yeah. Um, a lot of this is, you know, I mean, it's, you're thankful that there aren't images here because the writing is terrible. The things you're reading about what was happening, a lot of stuff dedicated to necromantic studies, specifically the clone spell what it can do, the material components required, and eventually a way to deconstruct it. You see there's lots of rewriting, deciphering, highly spe like specific scientific notes, and you turn the pages and see the culmination designs for these metal automatons um, crafted fuck. by, literally signed at the bottom, Suladed Diddlepiss. <gasps> Fucking fuck. Um, reading everyone give me um, you can either do arcana check with advantage or both you can roll I have good arcana dirty 20 analyzing this even with your this is like some high this is like when we were in music theory classes and you open the first book and you're like a, B, C, D, E, F, G, cool music. Uh, and then turning to the last page and being like, nonsense. Yeah. These are nonsense <laughs> symbols. So it's very dense, like reading on literally an eighth level spell, the clone spell. Yeah. But as literally skimming through, you Pretty see- good. this is a little bit, I haven't even gone to a class yet. I haven't even gone <laughs> to Cantrips stuff. 101 yet. <laughs> I just feel like you don't need to go to college at the, after this, but you know. I'm, I might look into trade school. Yeah, trade know. school's better. It's cheaper. <laughs> Still in his nodding, like there are values to both, you know. I'm definitely going to dip before I pay the tuition <laughs> <laughs> um so you're scamming this you're 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 looking for like any specifics on how it's being done and basically you discover that through the technological advancements of robotics that suladet has pioneered and the deconstruction of a spell that is literally designed to take the soul from a body and put it in a new vessel 
when the first body dies, mm -hmm. you begin to put together the pieces of basically they have devised a process to take someone's soul from their body, despite the body being alive and unwilling, right. take the soul from the body and put it into these machines. And you see details for the same kind of thing that you and Smite had pulled out of this thing's head when you fought it, like circuit boards. But there's one thing that you guys didn't see yeah. and that you guys weren't like looking for specifically. There's a smaller kind of microchip placement like to be slipped into these circuit boards and it's like a gold, specifically gold microchip. Hmm. It is based on what you're reading here. It is a part of the whole like material components required. Like right. they're, they're putting forward something that is of high value at, and that it in a way doesn't get consumed but it is used in the process. It's like a conductor. Exactly. So, and like you're saying, flipping through. These idiots don't know that gold is a very good conductor. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're flipping through. You're finding all of this like really, really uh, intense, complex stuff. Um, and then you see, you like pull open another file and you see that it is about the kind of like machines that are being used. Mm -hmm. You see the design of a chamber. Basically, it's literally a square room. There looks to be some sort of slab in the center of it. Um, on top of it is detailed kind of, you, you see that there don't is, love a slab. you don't mm -hmm. love a slab. And you see on top of it is positioned what looks to be kind of almost like a sarcophagus, like a high value vessel. And just like you remember with Marfin, he was like, I'm going to like, one of the components here is I need like a vessel. I need a diamond like to do yeah. this spell. They have created a like permanent vessel to reuse for each one oh, of these things. No. So these chambers exist to like generate to essentially like you put the person in there you take their soul out you put it in a microchip and you bring it to those automatons wow <sighs> this is pretty heavy stuff for good so do you think the one that you saw underneath the necropolis was yeah. stonk's brother yeah that was stonk's brother but maybe we can go back and get the microchip like I Where don't know. are they keeping the bodies of the people? Do like are they just, just are they dead? Or are they just like mo like brain dead? Yeah. Is there any mention of how the bodies? What happens to the body after the microchip departs? Like, what's the other half of the process? You would have to spend more time researching the document okay. itself. You gather. There's not like a big section on it though. So clearly, yeah. there's not like a you know they're not like it's not with the bodies we're doing right this yeah, yeah they're gonna do this to my uncle we have to find him okay 100 percent. we're gonna find them but also i as fucked up as this is the fact that this soul is getting it's like physically inside of some kind of micro chip <laughs> gorgonzola <laughs> no idea <laughs> i don't know what all of this is but there's got to be a way to reverse engineer this spell even oh. if something happened to your uncle we could at least get his soul and maybe find a new body for him it's not gonna come to that oh. let's get smite i'm watching the weasel like <laughs> nod and like make sounds and and i'm getting very anxious and i'm starting to like not listen to what anyone's saying <laughs> still and is like realizing that and looking to you and being like i'm i'm really trying i'm not doing <laughs> well okay, i'll okay, be quiet man. now um you get a message in your mind brigid at that moment that's from smite um someone's coming we gotta move Okay. Um, uh, I pretend to be injured again and. Yeah, throw your hood up. Yeah, and you can like put me under your shoulder and say, like, I was looking for the infirmary. Where is it? Or something. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? Uh? Where is it again? What was your name again? <laughs> um, yes, I'm, I'm helping Brigid um, and walking with a determined air 
Okay. You push open the door. You Eagle see Splendor. Eagle Just Splendor so is know, still active. Still it's not, do I need to roll a concentration check or some shit? No, you haven't taken damage. Great. Love that. So you guys exit out back into the like very depressing looking stone hallway. Uh, you see Smite nods from behind one of the glass windows and pops out and nods towards one of the doors like closer to where the opening of this building was. Mm-hmm. You see a group of people like exit. It looks to be about three gnomes, These, the deep gnomes specifically, gray-skinned, bald head, um, as well as one drow who is wearing very similar robes to Erica. So you would imagine she might be a practitioner of magic. Right. Um, they begin to walk down the hall. Smite exiting from this room, you know, just kind of um, like turns away and tries to look busy as you guys exit as mm-hmm. well. Um, Does he have a clipboard that he found in the room he was in? The only rule of luck check. That's a 10, which is right down the middle. I'm going to say that, yeah, sure. He, 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 like, he pulls out a, you know, actually, he has a little, he has a little notepad for when he's on the beat and he oh, has to, yeah, like, take down notes of the shit he's going to say. So he, he's, I'm like, pretending just, like, to write. Uh, authoritatively, like, l- l- leafing through files as I walk down, as if I t- totally have the right to look at files. <laughs> so literally, bring it, like, underneath your arm, you both kind of flicking through files, trying to uh, be nondescript. Let's do a uh, group deception I would, check. Yeah, if, if you're looking through files and we don't want to pretend that I'm uh, injured, I can also be doing that. Yeah, totally. So just uh, everybody give me a deception check. Obviously, Zola, you have advantage. 14. I really killed myself. What? Did you roll on that one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And what did, you, what did you get, Zola? 14. 14? All right, I'm going to roll smites. We're going to do a party average. So, you guys are trying to act casual. You're leaning up against the wall. You see Smite a little casual. further down. Uh, Brigid, you are so anxious right now. Yeah. So anxious right now. Uncles, maybe just a soul in a chip. In a microchip. Yep. Yeah, you're literally like sense. trying to keep your cool. You're trying. You're like. You're like. Okay, it's fine. You're trying to breathe, but you're feeling your chest okay. is beginning to tighten. Um, as these three deep gnomes and this drow walk by, um, the three deep gnomes continue and like head to the end of the hall, begin to head up the stairs. But the drow stops when in front of Zola and Brigid and turns. What's your reading? Sister, I am showing our new hire where we keep the information on the prisoners. Give me a deception check. Just for context, um, I've calculated the passive insight of a character, which was 11. You guys rolled average 10.333. So you were just under what would have bought you, essentially, like, the person ignoring you. 12. 12. Roll an insight check. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a pause. Nice to meet you. I'm Barella. She puts her hand out. I'm sorry, can you say that again? Barella. Barella. What is your name? My name is Barilla. Oh, what a coincidence. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, it's nice to meet you as well. I hope you enjoy your work here. And I hope that, you know, everything goes as planned. And uh, wink. uh, winks <laughs> at you as well. Um, Loth be with you both. And also with you. Sorry, and with loath spirit. I don't know which one it is these days. It's okay. They have changed it recently. It yes. is, it's okay. It takes some getting used to. 
She bows to you and then heads down the hallway. She rolled a nine on her inside check. What? How did we? How did that this just is, happen? All of your charisma-based interactions have gone. The only way you're succeeding is by them failing <laughs> just a little bit less. So it's Whoa. incredible. I'm sweating. They head up the stairs. Sorry, and I work. I work really well under pressure. Um, sometimes that's <laughs> that just what I need to like, right. you know, snap right into it. But. <laughs> Somebody comes up. So, gang, how'd it go? <laughs> just, we gotta right. keep walking. What? What's going on? Hey, hey, hey! Whoa, 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 whoa! It's okay. Take a breath. Take a breath. It's okay. I just wordlessly hand smite files. He starts taking them and the skimming hallway. them through as you head towards the stairwell, heading up to the second floor. Um, you hear as you're walking lots of small dramatic gasps as <laughs> as he realizes what the fuck is going on. Um, where are you headed right now? Are you guys going to just do a sweep of every floor? Or are you guys like, we're going to head to a certain direction? Is there any indication of where that chamber, what building, yeah, if we're kind of building at, it was in? If we're looking at the, what's it called for it, like the plans for it. Yes, yeah, Smite, I'll say that he opens it up and he goes, well, it looks like we're in the right place. Oh, good. Oh, and shit. he looks and he says... The, win- the windowlessness of this building... It gave me Implies, chamber vibes. Yeah, yeah, big chamber vibes. Um, uh, it looks like uh, the upper floors. It's a uh, um, four, three or four, maybe both. I'm tired of going upstairs in Omni Maloom fucking buildings. <laughs> oh, what I can this tell you a lot is we're gonna be running down these in about three hours. Everyone, <laughs> save up your leg juice. All right, I'll keep my leg juice on lock. I'm ready. <laughs> Uh, you guys head up the stairs. Um, passing the second floor, you see it's pretty much an exact copy of what you saw below. The similar kind of bland, fluorescently lit, dark hallways. You see a number of doors. This more rooms where people are studying. As you're walking, and you have to walk because the next stairwell is on the opposite side. You see that it essentially is like, in order to navigate this place, you have to zig back and forth using each stairwell. There's mm-hmm. not like a up, down to the next floor. Oh, cool. So lots of leg juice in the future. Lots, it looks like lots of leg juice is going to yeah, have to be used sure. here. <laughs> unless Every, I... Hydrate on your leg juice, gang. Unless you what? Unless I... N- nothing. Okay. Um... <laughs> Um, so you guys, you're like passing by these windows. You see more engineers working on various things. Some of them are enchanting objects and weapons. It looks like this is maybe a little bit more complex. Uh, and you gather, especially based on the fact that you haven't even encountered some sort of lobby yet, that these two floors are like the smaller kind of projects that need to get worked on. And they're pretty much working 24-7. You imagine even maybe the break room is one of those ones where they have to sleep yeah, there. Kind getting, of thing. getting to crunch time. Yeah. Tomorrow, Very toxic tomorrow's the day, right? Tomorrow's the day? Uh, well, I think it's actually Saturday morning right now, so yesterday was the announcement. Yeah, yesterday was the announcement. We have no idea what it was. Awesome. I'm happy I missed it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I wonder if our friends are worried about us. Because oh, we were shit. supposed to meet them Should there. Should we mar- message Marfin? We can call Marfin. I, they don't, um, I don't, uh, maybe I could call Kittle's dorm oh, building, see if actually, she'll pick wait. up. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, hold on, did I get any other numbers? She's a member of the organization. I got to, you know, it's willingly given. It's an emergency. If they need to call me, I can come help. Yeah, actually, you know what? Maybe the next time that I see, if we see a closet or a bathroom or something, I'm going to duck in because I'm suddenly like, oh, wow. I hope that Kittle and Crystal don't try to find us because they are not prepared for that kind of battle and i do not want them to like follow us down here okay yeah you definitely see as you're walking down this second floor hallway there are just like um below floors there are some offshoots that have like supply closets i need to make a call so sorry guys Uh, it's totally fine if i take a quick call 
Uh, uh, no, yeah, no problem. Sh- sure. Do you Smite, I'll put it on speaker. Oh, great. Thank Should we you, all yeah. go in the closet again? Let's go in the closet again. All right, back in the closet we Gulp? go. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you in there, buddy? <laughs> Just kidding. You shit yourself and you're back in a residential building. Um, so you guys head into this closet. Um, you pull out your speaking stone. I'm calling Kittle's dorm building yeah uh, smite gives you kittle's number okay. it's like yeah you can, you can <laughs> I was like, do i have to be like He's can like, i please speak to kittle in fact here here you could i mean you are gonna have to ask the building to re- to connect you but okay he hands you his speaking stone and you give it a call hello brie camembert calling for kittle mcgreeby ah yes kittle mcgreeby mcgreeby moonsong yes connecting now Thank you. Um, there's a brief pause before um, someone responds. Kittle Moonsong McGreeby here. Hey, it's Sola and Smite. And our friend Brigid. Excellent. How can I help you guys? Sorry, I'm like, do I have to counter? We're just having a phone conversation. Basically, so long as you don't go running on okay, okay. the way that mechanically it works is that... Back and forth, 25 is the limit. Back and forth. And if you kept talking, it would be the equivalent of, like, you sent an email before it was finished. And, and while they're off. reading and responding, you're sending a second email. You <laughs> gotcha. Know? Yeah. So long as you keep it brief, it's okay to talk. Okay. Sorry we missed yesterday. Can you fill us in? We're deep underground. All right. But definitely in danger. Definitely in danger. So something came up and I wasn't able to attend, but I sent Crystal and um, Jerry and I think uh, they, well, I guess they haven't really responded to me yet. Smite and I just look at each other. <laughs> see, you turn to Smite and you see he literally does that like eyes closed, deep breath. Kittle, okay. can you go get a newspaper or something and then maybe give me a call back like just check out the headlines and see if anything's up yeah i'll see if there's something at the dorm lobby i'm sure they brought in the papers already okay sounds good are you okay something came up everything all right yeah everything's okay i accidentally uh i do a little tinkering in my bedroom which is not really allowed uh, as she's right, speaking it I cuts go. off <laughs> Um, and then you get, as you're like hanging up, like you're like, okay, and you're about to tell them more about what she mm-hmm. said. Um, and she's like, one of it accidentally exploded. I said a m- small fire. Everything's okay, though. You're just like, Jesus Christ. Um, you and- have a smoke alarm going off under. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Um, I think that's on low battery, Kittle. You should change that. Uh, bye, Kittle. We got something to handle. Calls back. <laughs> um, you hang up. Uh, it looks like something else is going on on above surface something that perhaps you would have been there for but it can't be that bad because she's like i'm just chilling in my dorm ha 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 nothing mm, she's just chilling in her dorm she <laughs> is crystal doesn't go to the university Jerry no i just meant like if it was like a city-wide if there was like a bomb that went yeah. off or something yeah. Yeah, yeah so you guys are here on the second floor you're still in this closet where do you want to head now third floor yeah let's keep just winding our way up I, do we think i should stop day is erica like would that grant us access into the chamber or for should... sure okay I bet, but i also think that you should try and contact marfin okay because last time we chatted he, it was like we've got your eye on uh moss peace below right. okay all right then i i make another call all right what do you say to marfin marfin near holding place now huge info i sucking souls from citizens creating automatons 
using deconstructed clone spell yeah using deconstructed clone spell um any word on moss i knew it i knew it hold on there's a pause and then immediately after like clearly he instead of using any sort of device he just casts scry mm-hmm. um you guys are in some sort of uh, block building right some sort of structure mm-hmm. windowless or sorts yes on the third floor he there's a I pause again around <laughs> you wave <laughs> um calls back oh, one more I time also wave. wave it's marfin hi somebody also waves i fixed my hair <laughs> yes i see you all you're all waving you look great Fourth floor, fourth floor, go now, go now. Okay, I'm starting. You push open the door, run out into the hallway. I summon Pyre. A blossom of flame as this firefox leaps from Brigitte's earring. The five of you, you know, counting, of course, Stilton and Pyre, um, begin to charge down this hallway towards the next stairwell. As you get to this, this next stairwell, you pass up these stairs, get to the third floor, which is, you know, that's not where you're going. But as you look over, you see that this is somehow like even dimmer, even bleaker looking. This hallway is lined with thick stone doors, no windows at all, similar to obviously the outside of the building. There is the glow underneath several doors of this like this pale, sickly, almost like chartreuse green light um, that and you see as it sustains, you see one go out and then another go out. And then one down the hallway, a room lights up, and you hear a... Doesn't sound like moss, though. Smite goes, we gotta keep moving. We gotta keep moving. Grabs onto your, like, coats and, like, begins to pull you as you run to the fourth floor. This level looks identical to the one below it. It's clearly another level of these chambers. Though multiple it looks, chambers. Multiple chambers. Yeah, it looks like each one of these doors must lead to Is one of these rooms. One, like, they're all different labs. Right, and... The main difference here is that there seems to be like markings on the doors. Instead of these like completely like just stone slab doors, it almost looks like a star of sorts, like something dictating specialization almost. It's different. Down the hallway, there is a green light being sustained, the only one lit on this hallway. Do we just bomb rush it and I unlock the door? Yeah, are we doing, are we going in hot or are we gonna try and like fake our way out of it or something or? Sounds like hot is the way. Hot is the way? Smite looks to you, Brigid, and nods. I look up higher. <laughs> Let's go. Um, you guys bolt down this hallway, passing by doors that you see flare on green. You hear more screams echoing throughout this building. It seems like there must have been a silent spell in the levels below this, this so that you horrifying. could not hear the screams coming from this, this is absolutely floor. Horrifying. You run up to this door. Zola, still in still in Erica Baderica form, but as you guys know, this it's basically the equivalent of those makeup tutorials where people paint something on their face. Mm-hmm. It's like an optical illusion. Just much bigger than you actually appear. You burst through the door frame and inside you see this workshop. It looks like a mix between an office, some sort of like factory, and an altar. In the center of the room is an exam table where a beautifully constructed humanoid length ornate box made of meramite stone lined with gold flakes and strange arcane symbols is laid. Glowing green runes are inscribed upon the vessel in the slab as well as in these concentric circles around this altar. Above this table is this is a horrible mechanical contraption with a claw-like appendage linked to the ceiling with wires and jointed segments. It twists into place above the elderly form of Moss Peace Willow. 
No longer wearing his traditional druidic garb, but instead these simple gray robes. He's strapped inside of this kind of sarcophagus-like vessel. At the center of this claw, you see this glowing, almost spike-like protrusion. Um, almost like a drill, but it doesn't seem to be like moving. It just seems to be glowing bright green. And at the bottom of it, give me perception checks. This is all happening in seconds. 16. Um, I think that's a 10. You don't see this, Brigid, because you only see your uncle writhing in pain inside of his bonds within this, like, sarcophagus, this literal coffin. But you, Zola, notice a glint of gold underneath that claw, as if there is some sort of microchip placed inside of it, ready to absorb whatever comes out. Um, the moment you guys barge in... Is it made of metal, this claw? This claw is indeed made of metal. It is attached... This, the room itself actually looks to be this, like, incredibly well-polished stone, and Lining the walls are a number of, a total, if you were to segment them, like five control panels, like buttons, levers, all different things, with five deep gnomes all in these scientific looking codes managing it, you know, pressing things, monitoring so the process. like microsurgery, basically. You see standing before this claw as it hovers above Moss Peacewillow, his eyes not like rolling in the back of his head as all of these glyphs are lighting up and the room is bathed in this sickly green light. There is a drow mage, arms up, muttering in some sort of dark language, eyes bright green rather Tell than the typical stop. red. Stop your Erica. The moment you guys enter, one of the deep gnomes at the panels like turns towards you and is like, we're in the middle of a session. What are you doing? What are you doing? Get out of here. Um, I want to try and destroy the the thing, I think, because I just threw the door open. Yeah, Gorgonzola yeah, yeah. just is gonna cast Chromatic Orb on the, on the claw. Okay, everybody roll initiative. Seventeen. Not one. Things slow as you watch this scene unfolding, this horrible experiment going on. Moss trembling on the table. This drow still maintaining conversation, but you see their eye like flick towards you guys, realizing that something is off. Up first, Brigid. Nice heat metal at a second level uh, on the claw. Okay, it is a machine. I'm sorry, a third level. I want 3d8. Okay, roll your 3d8. Yeah, I mean, gold shouldn't, gold melts very easily, right? Yeah, if, if anything, it's just like the whole contraption. If I could destabilize it in any way, it would make it not work, I assume. I definitely think we could melt that microchip. Cool, so can I get uh, two more D8s if you guys yes. have? Nice. 18. 18 total? Yes. You guys burst into this room. Brigid, your hand is already up as you see your uncle there. Eyes filled with fear turns to anger, a burning passion inside you as the wildfire triggers within you. You hand out, begin to focus on the metal, and you watch as it slowly goes from this kind of like silvery, almost chrome, to like this bright orange, and it begins to shake. You see parts of it cracking, little steam breaking off as it clearly is severely hurt. You have done a significant amount of damage to this device. Um, up next is going to be Smite. He looks to you guys. Machine or people? It looks like Brigitte's got the machine. Okay. He is going <laughs> you to- You and I will be on, uh, <laughs> on these guys. We're on body duty. <laughs> yeah. Um, run, he is going to run straight up to the mage. He sees yeah. the mage as the biggest problem. Smite rushes in, and you see as he quicken spells, like his hands a blur, cast bless on all three of you guys. So you can all add a d4 to any attacks or saves that you make. Um, and then he is going to just take a swipe and hopefully be able to divine smite on this mage. Nice. 
Smite on her, smite. Smite on her. He goes to swing and you watch quick second reaction. The mage throws up an arcane shield and his blade ripples off of it, clanging into one of the mechanical panels on the side. One of the deep gnomes is like, hey, watch it. Ducks underneath. <laughs> um, that is going to be his turn. It is now going to be the gnome's turn. All of them use their action to give the help action to the mage. Mm-hmm. Um, it is now the mage's turn, and she is going to roll to see if she can accomplish one portion of the spell. Um, she does. One success. You watch as the first like concentric ring of green flashes, and then kind of like its energy flushes towards the next ring. Um, that is not her action. She now is going to turn to you guys. Um, sees this, sees Erica Baderka running for her with a massive greatsword. Erica, what are you doing? I always thought you were a bitch. We all thought you were a bitch too. That's why you've never been invited to our parties. You uh, guys had parties? <laughs> um, bantering on the behalf of someone who's not there. Um, oh shit, sorry. Pyre goes after me in every in initiative. Um, yeah, you know what then? Let's, but as this as this drow looks like they're reacting, you know, they're ha- one hand up casting, trying to complete this ritual, the other hand blocking uh, Smite's blow. Why don't you, whatever you'd like to do, you have a bonus action you can definitely command. Get her. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. Get him. <laughs> um, what, um, are you doing the bullet seed or are you doing anything, something else? I uh, say get him and I have Pyre use fiery teleportation to go over to Moss. Wow. And um, the spirit and each willing creature of your choice within five feet of it teleport up to 15 feet to an unoccupied space. So in the same way that I did with Barley, I kind of want to do with Moss. You want to send Pyre straight in, teleport away the moment that they arrive Amazing. at the body. Because I was going to unstrap him, and now I can just hit that bitch with my sword. Yeah, Holy if possible. Shit. I know he's strapped down, so like, let me know if there's any kind of... teleport from straps, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of thing as like tel- like using Misty Step to get out of a restraint It doesn't situation. say willing and able, it just says willing. So long as the magic affects them, the way I'm reading it is that it automatically does. And the even better news is that this drow... I already said that she had used a reaction to shield. shield, so she can't take an opportunity attack. And all of the gnomes, instead of using their turns to break from these panels and essentially raise the DC that make it a little they harder, did a help they action. helped her instead. So yeah. all of them <laughs> cannot do anything as Pyre bounds over everything, lands right in front of Moss. Moss looks over, ah, Pyre! Um, and then there's a <laughs> this blossom of flame um, Can the machine do the 1d6 plus my uh, perfect bonus I, You can dictate the machine as one of the creatures getting affected by yeah. this. I feel like that would be the, it's only five feet, so. I it don't, affects I, the mage. It will affect. They're that close? The mage is. a big room. It's standing next to the The mage is right above the machine, essentially. You can tell based on the visual, this mage is casting, is essentially the battery powering whatever this machine is. Mm-hmm. The, all wow. these kind of like panels and stuff, they help channel that energy and like clearly focus it in some way that these tinkers have like managed to so then i want to do the damage to the mage i didn't realize she was so close yeah so is it, it's to more than one it's anyone within oh yeah right so the machine is going to auto fail it literally cannot move anywhere um and then the drow will make a dexterity saving throw uh, what's the dc 16 16 okay the mage fails so oh, roll your shit. damage oh shit so 1d6 plus 3 Nice. Four plus three, seven. Seven damage, and that's to everyone. 
yeah. Okay. And where are you sending Pyre? Out the like out in the hallway, essentially. Out in the hallway with well, just to put Moss I mean, outside just at least and then be on the rings. Yeah, yeah, so that Moss can be out of the way, and then we can fucking light this place up. Yeah. There's a burst of flame as everyone feels like the room shake a little bit. When the smoke clears, Pyre is gone. The casket is empty, and the mage is scorched, patting out flames. The ceremony has been completely stopped. You watch all these gnomes whip their head around. What are you doing? You fucked up everything! Good. Um, (laughs) That was the um, point, you fucking asshole. And now you're all gonna fucking die. Fireball, Um, fireball, fireball. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is essentially your turn. Now we're back to the drow, you know, jumping back into the order. Um, The drow, seeing everything get fucked up, no, no, um, is going to cast. Would you guys say that you're still in the door frame? Because you didn't get to use your move. You, Brigid, did not move with Pyre. Yeah, no. I'm yeah, we, we burst in. You burst in? Yeah, so it's a standing around the door frame, probably. She looks at Smite, putting a hand to his chest. He's like, what? Uh, and she's going to cast Lightning Bolt. I need everyone to roll a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, a four. <laughs> Fourteen. Uh, Zola, you pass. Brigid and Smite, unfortunately, fail. You guys watch as this bolt literally as if Smite weren't even there, shoots through him, shocking his entire body. You see his metal arm like burn the clothing that is on top of it. Um, It goes through, immediately hitting Brigid, who it makes sense it would hit next because she had probably stepped in to send in Pyre. And you seeing this, Zola, you managed to slide, only getting a little bit of this blast of the crackling, reminiscent electricity. Um, Anybody who took, anybody who failed? I don't like those sounds. 26 damage to everyone who has failed. Um, Half that for you, so 13, yeah. Um, As this lightning shocks through the space. But here's what we're gonna do. There's this old rule from older D&D that certain spells can rebound. One of those spells that is probably the most fun to rebound is lightning bolt. So we're gonna, I'm gonna have one of you, you can decide who is gonna roll a luck check. If it goes 10 or lower, the bolt is done rebounding and just goes like, you know, essentially goes out the door and then like explodes on the back wall. You're on 11 top. or higher and, it ke- and it's gonna do another whole round and everyone in the room will have to roll deck save. So not just you guys again, but also the deep gnomes, gnomes and the drow. What am I rolling? You are rolling. Luck check. Yes. Four is actually a good thing in this case, yeah. as the bolt blasts against the wall outside, scorching the very polished stone. You could see that if this had hit differently, it could have been a much worse problem. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, I'm glad that that hit the stone and not the metal. Yeah, that should be really hitting bad. different. Hey, Moss, how you doing out there? You need a drink? Some oat milk? Um, that is going to be her turn. It is now. Um, the deep gnomes already went. We are back. To Zola. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> so sorry. It's been. I was like, no, back, no, no, back to. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> can I, uh, without an action, let my Erica disguise fall? Like, just like melt away? 100%. The moment you enter, uh, and after that little banter, the it dissolves away, and we are left with the hulking and beautiful form of Gorgonzola. I'm going to use my war magic feature, so I'm going to cast a cantrip as an action and then make a bonus action attack. So I'm going to cast lightning lore. I'm going to try and frizz out one of the panels that the deep gnomes are at to try and, um, like, basically, like, short it. 
the lightning energy strikes out and pulls in. So it's a strength saving throw. So I'm basically trying to like rip one of these panels out with lightning. So it does a strength saving throw. Okay. This is essentially, this is just it essentially resisting um, yes, the pull. Exactly. That is a natural 15, but it does not add anything to it. It saves, so nothing happens to it. Yeah. <laughs> you do watch the lightning like flashes through it, and then it kind of occurs to Zola also, though that it would be good to damage the machinery in here in general. Right now, the ceremony has been paused, so yeah. there's not a pressing no, thing to do that. Gorgonzola fully is like, I want to destroy this place while we Got fight. It. Like Gorgonzola is like, not all, I'm not here to save Moss Peaceful. I'm here to save anyone who could ever wind up in this room again. I want Got us it. to ruin this place on our way out. So that's her motivation behind that. Even Got though it has stopped, she's like, I want them to never be able to use this technology ever again. And I'll say even with a failed save, like you do see some buttons like, pfft, like pop and stuff like that. Like not fully damaged, but slowly but surely weaning away at them. How far is the major way from me? Um, if you haven't moved into the room, um, literally like 15 feet. Okay, Basically cool. the room is like 30 feet long. She's half, she's in front of the slab. Yeah, I storm towards her um, and try and grab her by the front of her cloak and slash her with my sword. Smite slides out of the way as you bolt forward, closing the distance quickly, grabbing onto her lapel. Take a swing. 21. 21 will certainly hit and a shield will not help her. Good. Nor could she shield because it's still around. 14 damage. My goodness, you guys are like a death squad. You storm in here, you immediately <laughs> disrupt the ceremony. She is looking hurt as you slash in this, this like, you know, dark burgundy blood splatters against some of the machine panels nearby as you slash through her robes. She stumbles back, her once green eyes from the necromancy now flaring red back to their original form. Um, she looks angry. I don't know who you are, but you will die here today. You don't know who I am? I thought everyone knew who I was by now. What was your name again? Did you say it? <laughs> um, back to the top, it is Brigid's turn. Pyre in the hallway now is nuzzling Moss. You see Moss looks to be like several levels of exhaustion, like fully burnt. That Whatever this process does, it is not easy on the body. We got an apricot with your name on it, Moss. <laughs> I love apricots. Uh, so, um, how many of these little babies, and if I do the mage, how many little babies are within 15 feet of it? What's like the range for the spell, like the radius for the it's spell? It's a cone of 15 feet. You could hit so you can hit essentially this whole corner. You can get three in one hit. Like yeah. Corner, yeah, that's what I want to do. So, so I, nice. I want to cast uh, Burning Hands. Ooh, Ooh, baby. At a first lev. So that's through. Uh, <laughs> I love, love the to agree, I love to love it. level. That's very <laughs> so funny. Sure. <laughs> so really first lev. Each creature in a 15 foot cone must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes one, sorry, three d6 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. Not a, not a single one passed. They Amazing. all failed. So the fire also damage. ignites any flammable objects in that area that are being worn or carried. So that would be in my brain the machine, if possible. I'll say that whatever damage you roll will apply to the panels nearby, because although they're not flammable, they're in range of the cone, so they're, for sure it yeah. could be damaged. 79, 12, 12, 13 damage. Okay. On a failed save, half as much on a successful one. Well, they all failed. Sick. That's right, <laughs> you had said that. Apologies. Yep. No one's dead by this, but you, when you raise your hands and this sheet of 
blue flames, the hottest flames you've ever admitted. You're so angry right now. Wash over this these three. Smite and I cover our eyes. Yeah, you see Smite like literally putting up his metal hand and like blocking some of the flames from him. Yeah, I have um, nothing to say. Now that's scorching. <laughs> now that's scorching, baby. I have nothing witty to say. I'm just angry and yelling. Yeah, your hair blowing back as these flames burst forward. Um, you watch these two gnomes, their coats like immediately ignite, their skin scorched and bubbling. They fall to the ground screaming. The drow looks so hurt. The, the blood, the wounds are already cauterized from these flames, but you see that like half of their face is now scorched off. Their hair is all patchy and burnt. They are fucked up. Um, that is your turn, Brig. It is now. Um, Hold on, bonus action. Like bonus action. Yeah, bonus action command higher. higher to um, teleport back in here uh, next to the mage so that she takes nice. one, her and the, the same three people that I, the same people inside of that five foot square that I had originally damaged with Pyre. Got it. We'll take 1d6 plus 3. Okay, so just to, I have to, I'm saying this out loud so I can get it mechanically in my head. The fiery teleportation hurts from where they leave from. Oh, not from where not they from where they, uh, not from where they respond. Or, yeah, not from where they appear. You're so, totally right. You're so, but what is Pyre's movement? Yeah, so Pyre. She can just totally. Like race towards there and, and then, then teleport <laughs> back to Moss. <laughs> just That's so funny. Just a bombing. Spamming this, fu- this just a fire fucking, bomb. Just like, a blue shell. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't want Moss to kind of be out there by himself. So yeah. I want her, I want Pyre to run in. She's on double duty. Um, yeah, she's both like a caretaker damage right and now. <laughs> run in, do flame seed, which is a ranged weapon attack. Ooh. Um, And then... Actually, she doesn't need to run anywhere. It's 60 foot range. So can't she just do flame seed from out there? 100%. She (laughs) she nuzzles Moss, like, to make sure he's, like, settled into, like, against the wall, then turns, and, like, there's a slow mo moment where each one of you is, like, happens to be not in the way of where she needs to be firing. Um, Go ahead and make your attacks. So, who are you aiming for? The mage. 100%. What? Why is that weird fox looking at me? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever this is, plus eight. 10 plus nice. 8, 18 plus uh, Blessy Bless. Wait, is Bless on damage? Attack roll. Uh, attack oh, roll attack rolls, rolls. Yeah. nice. Um, so 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 22 bypasses her shield once again. Um, t- roll your damage as Pyro. Like as if spitting little uh, sunflower seeds just <laughs> straight into the room. Six. Six damage? Yeah. Nice. Ooh, baby, she's looking real hurt. She's... <laughs> If death, if death had a door, she'd be knocking. That is Brigid's turn. It is now Smite's turn. He looks to both of you. Want me to finish her off or you want to take her? Smite, maybe you should go heal Moss so that he can run. Okay. First, he's going to roll a concentration check because I forgot to do that when he got struck by lightning for Bless. Natural 14 plus... Yep, he's good. He's going to risk the opportunity attack from her because he knows that if she... Like, he knows how she'll work. She won't have enough time to cast it again if she uses, like, any sort of reaction. So he bolts away from her. She does not take an attack on him, still stunned from the the pouring of damage that she has fucking taken this round. Worst day of work ever. (laughs) Literally runs um, by her. No no problem. And you guys are at work on a Saturday. You came, you came in on a Saturday for this. It's a Saturday. <laughs> they don't Jesus, even know. Jesus, people. <laughs> I work so much, I just lose track of the days. But you know, that hustle culture, it's important. I'm triggered. 
Okay, yeah, he he takes that. He's just gonna use lay on hands and give Moss 15 HP. Moss was I know mechanically, he's exhausted. yeah, at one, but this will at least give him a little bit of a pool to deal with. So plugs the full 15 into him, um, and that is Smite's turn. It is now going to be the gnome's turn. Seeing that everything is fucked they are going to abandon their posts and um you see all of them pull out little pens and they click them and little blades pop out the bottom um and they are all going to make attacks on you guys so first two are going to make attacks on zola a 15 and a 16 plus four so one of them's a 21 the other one's a 19 or i'm sorry one of them's a 20 the other one's a 19 i will shield and get hit by neither literally they run over and both of them like you mess with her vision. You mess with our livelihood. They leap in the air and you just easily I'm, blast ar- them I'm off. dead arming them <laughs> and in the chest. And they go back into the walls. They're just like, ah! launched off from the sheer power <laughs> of your muscle and arcane shields. Um, that is their turn. Now these other two um, are going to attack. Uh, well, Smite ran out of the room. So they're going to run over to um, the lovely Brigid. It's a nat 20. And a 18 to hit. You just got crit on. So you just got crit on. Um, You are going to take... Fuck. (laughs) You say that as these gnomes like leap forward, (laughs) pens wielded. Um, The first, the crit does... Six damage. So so little damage. Weenie crit. Um, That was a weenie crit. The next one um, deals a whopping four damage. So total ten damage on that turn to you. Um, Then the last one, I guess they don't want to get hit. They're going to try and go for Zola again. Your your shield is still up, though. Um, Ah, my turn! Ah! Dead armed in the throat. (laughs) Just launched across the room. (laughs) Um, That is all of their turns. Uh, It is now... Got the imprint of my magical crop burning crop on his face. Literally just like a... Just on, still sizzling (laughs) um, as you kick one in the chest flying away. Um, Now it is this mage's turn. Um, She is... She's looking very fucked up. Um... She does not have it. Believe it or not, she did not bring a healing potion to work today. Um, <laughs> you watch as she, seeing how things are going, she goes, maybe not by my hand, but by my sisters and brothers and other siblings. I don't want to assume anyone's gender. And you see that she vanishes from sight. Uh, that is her turn. Um, it is now going to be Zola's turn. Okay. Knowing that she just vanished and I've seen Erica go invisible... I'm going to, I think, take my swings with disadvantage because I think that with my bless and with my bonus that I could maybe still land a hit on her and kill her. Okay. Give me a perception check. Okay. Only for the sake of seeing if she's moved from the spot that you were in front of. Ten. Ten. You're kind of unsure. It'll be a shot in the dark whether or not you're swinging in the right direction. Still, same rules apply, but... Seventeen on the first... All right. I, and insane, but it's because I roll, uh, got a two and then rolled a four and then plus nine. Wow. Um, you watch as your blade, it swings into where you thought she was. And there's a an arcane shield that blasts up. You see that she briefly flickers into existence before quickly vanishing one away. More, one more slash. Okay. No, it's not going to hit. It's a 15. 15 doesn't hit. The barrier's still up. You're, you swing again, just like, ah, just slamming your blade down, screaming, um, and it bounces off. No effect. That is back to the top, Brigid. Object interaction. Close the door so she can't leave. 
Okay, you shut the door behind nice. you. Pyre still outside with Smite and with Moss. Okay, so um, I reach out my hand that has just um, like had flames coming out of it and extend a thorny whip from, from my palm and I try and get her where I saw her just pop into view. All right, roll an attack with disadvantage. Disadvantage, oh yeah. Plus the d4. Yes. Yeah, that's right, don't forget. Pretty good, pretty good. Pretty 10 good. plus... Plus your spell four. attack. Oh, yeah. So yeah, 14, so 22, right? 22, yeah. Which bypasses what her shield would be. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so roll your damage. Over your shoulder, you see this whip of, like, this spiked plant vine. Shoot, you duck out of the way, Zola, as it wraps around this invisible figure in front of you. And immediately you hear, ah, just like a squeeze as this they wrap and pull, dragging across the room this... Drow mage. Uh, she what takes was the damage? Nine damage. How do you finish her off? I uh, does she come out of invisibility? As you're pulling her towards her, you see the invisibility, like as if some sort of like computer glitching, like flickers, and she comes back. She is scorched, bleeding, blistering. Looks at you with hateful eyes. You will never survive this. You will never escape her. I pull my thorn whip back into my hand and I punch her right in the face. Nice. Don't fucking touch my uncle. You Fascism isn't hustling. <laughs> what? Clocked in the jaw, spiral, million dollar baby style. She spins and cracks her skull on the slab, falling to the ground dead. You see the deep gnomes that are in this room, the two of them that are severely injured are like, run, we must escape. Run, everyone. <laughs> I take wrestling stance, Neil. <laughs> um, okay, so that was Brigitte's turn. It is now Pyre's turn. You have a bonus action if you want to command. That's right, yeah. Um, Pyre uses an object interaction to bite a door. <laughs> no, I don't do anything with Pyre. No bonus okay, action. So Pyre will take the dodge action. Just takes like a cautionary stance in front of Moss and Smite. Uh, that is your turn. It is now Smite's turn. All right, back to the action. Turns around and sees just at, like the doors closed. Okay. Uh, runs forward, tears open the door, sees this bleeding, horrid mess of a mage on the ground. Sorry, kind of a tactical thing, the door. You know what? This makes sense. Come on I'm, in. I'm just going to take out anyone else I could find. Um, it's going to go and try and finish off the two deep gnomes that are still scrambling to get to their feet after being bathed in flames. Can I have a suggestion for a smite? Or is it too metagamey? So um, what you want to say? Since there's other chambers, could there be like a jailbreak kind of situation happening? There are other chambers on, on here. You, I'm not um, sure if that's what Smite would do. I mean, if you want to shout a command and you want him to do that, he can go do that. He did, he just ripped open the door and can now see you. I so feel like that's the you. plan. So if we want to just be like, hey, get a head start on, start throwing open those doors. But it could also be like a wave of enemies coming at us that we fight through the hallway. But yeah. that could also be sick. What I was thinking was that like the... the <laughs> but that also might be uh, But that's dope. pretty cool. So I don't know whether or not I feel it's like, bad. Yeah, there, I mean, wave of enemies is, is going it, to... It's, anyway. it's, it's, it's what yeah. happens. Exactly. Give me a perception check. People are going to be strapped down, but we're definitely doing a jailbreak. Yeah. Eight uh, plus six. Fourteen. You take a moment to listen as like the chaos is still unfurling around you. Yeah, with that perception check, I'm going to say you don't hear any screaming, but Smite looks back out the door and he says, there's two other rooms that are glowing green. What do you think? Let's start unstrapping people and opening doors. We're busting everyone out of here 101 Dalmatian style. Okay. Let's go. Um, he begins, he turns and runs, and he is going to start that process. 
Um, that is going to be his turn. Um, it is now the Deep Gnome's turn. They all, seeing that things are going bad, um, I need both of you two to roll constitution saving throws. Does Mike close the door again? No, he doesn't close it behind him. Typical man. He doesn't put the seat down. He doesn't close the door behind Nat 20. Nat two. 20. It's a two. Plus seven. Uh, plus my constitution modifier, which would be uh, six total. Okay. Brigid, you suddenly, like, as you're seeing this unfold, you go to look back towards Zola as Smite leaves, and suddenly you can't see. It's just darkness. Um, Zola, you watch as Brigid's eyes completely cloud over. She is blinded. Does it look like a gnome is casting something on her? Yeah, you notice one of the gnomes, like, is both, two of them, actually. The two that are very injured um, have lifted their hands up and begun to cast. Um, looks like they are trying to blind you guys as they escape. Um, you turn your attention and you see um, one of, um, another one is casting it on you again. Give me another constitution saving throw because there's multiple in the room. Yeah, 18 plus 8. Um, yeah, that's another pass. Um, you, again, you're, it's like... Got good con, baby. It's as if someone is like, like, pokes at your eye underneath it. Like, it does that, like, vision, so, like, twitch a little ah, bit. I'm rubbing but my eyes. You just, like, rub your eyes and get it out. Um, the other two that are in there take full disengages and essentially push under, like, scramble underneath your legs and begin to run down the hallway. They, like, jump over moss and begin to... You see they split. One heads towards the, end, the other end of the hallway, which you see has an elevator what you guys would i mean our realm would recognize as closed elevator doors you guys would just see two stone doors on the at the left end and then the other one runs toward the stairwell looking to go down still has like an would literally has like two dash actions to get to where they think they need to go so you got a little time but that's their start the rest of them the ones who cast blindness are going to try and run by you guys um each of you gets an attack of opportunity though um i will say that brigades you'll ha- yours will be with disadvantage but don't forget your bless. Roll your d4 with it. 25. Uh, 9. Wow. Oh, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Um, you you literally just missed their AC. Normally, they have the Deep Gnome stat block says they have chain shirts on. They do not have. They they have, like, a 12 AC. So um, you, you swing blindly. You can't see anything. So you hear uh, your hand axe clink against one of the metal panels, and you're showered in sparks. But Zola... You indeed <laughs> do hit one. 14 damage. You completely behead one of them. You literally, he's like, ah, 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 you just stick your sword out and he runs through it and beheads himself. <laughs> um, the other one takes Oof. advantage of the chaos and slides underneath. Zola um, winces a little ooh, yeah, soon after the dream. <laughs> too soon, too soon. It's, <laughs> you think to yourself for a moment and still in, uh, like tugs on you. It's like, oh, well, like, I mean, is it really your fault? He kind of ran into uh, a sword. Y- you're right. Maybe you're that, right. One's not, that one doesn't count in the long run. Um, so that is your reaction. That is their turn. Back to the top, Brigid. I'm so sorry. It is Zola's it's my turn. turn. Right yeah. Now. I was like, mm, I think that I didn't get to go. Yeah, yeah. So sorry. Zola, it is your turn. Okay, cool. Okay. So just to recap. I have uh, just beheaded a gnome. The other gnome scooted past me um, through the doorway, and then two gnomes are further down the hallway. One went to the left, one went to the right. That is correct. If there All was right. a total, there's a total five. One of the heavily injured ones. Oh, wait. You did 14 damage? Yeah. 
Do I? We have cleave rules in play. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna say that actually the two gnomes, <laughs> they both run into your blade and both of them are decapitated. Yeah, clothes line them um, on the blade. <laughs> we love to see it. We, love we to simply see it. love to see that. Um, so, so, uh, after the first one still and goes, the second one might be your fault. Um, then um, the other three, yes, there are essentially one that's close to you because it didn't get to use its full dash and the other two which are down the hallway. Gorgonzola puts a hand on the door frame, leans out the door, and uh, uh, tries to chill touch the gnome. I'm going a, to make a ranged spell attack. This spectral, skeletal, manicured hand shoots out from around the door, um, using your fingy strength to get a really good <laughs> vantage point. 21. 21 will hit. All right. It's going to be 2d8, because I'm a big girl now. <laughs> Roll two eight, so sixteen damage. Sick, absolutely sick. Finish him. Um, yeah, I that just that was his uh, full hit point maximum in one hit. My um, my manicured, frigid hand just um, like a blue meanie hands down the hallway and picks him up and crushes his head, and he just like dry ice explodes. He, the life just <gasps> is like sucked from his form, like a mummy going through thousands of years of like cold, de- like decomposition, and just basically disintegrates in in this, this this hand. And then war magic, since I used my action to cast a cantrip, I'm gonna use my movement, go to a door that like is a different room than like Smite went into, like just go to the next one down the hallway and uh, try and bust down the door. Okay, give me an athletic check. This is, you're going, are you looking for a room that is glowing or are you just doing a random room? Okay, so I'm going to say that on this floor, because when you arrived, it was just this one. You now see that between the the open door that you see Smite has run into, there's only one other one. It's within your movement, so you can totally do that. Yeah, I'm going to go over there and bust down the door. 22. 22, you throw your shoulder, your good shoulder, into the door and you watch it like blow off its hinges and you see almost the exact same scene as what you walked in on Moss. You see this five deep gnomes, another drow mage who is in the midst of casting and you see on the table a familiar looking tiefling, sleepless Sofo. Action surge. <laughs> you bolt in. Um, I'm going to say also, triggered by your entry into this room, you turn like as you're throwing your body in and you see Smite like hand up looking at essentially the exact same scene and he snaps his fingers and there's a <laughs> blossom of this giant fireball in the space. Um, so they're all getting annihilated while you're also doing this. So I'm going to roll deck saves for them. I should do them all at once. Fail, fail, fail. All of them fail. The the room is literally, you hear the sounds of multiple explosions going off as all the machinery just shatters and explodes. He clearly aimed this fireball to the latter half of the room. So luckily it's going to miss the single person who you just see is, um, you you don't really recognize them, but they look to be kind of this... um, this very muscular looking hobgoblin. It's not stonk, but yeah. you can tell that like, and everyone give me arcana or insight checks just in this moment. Eight, nine. Okay. No. <laughs> a lot of chaos. A lot of chaos going on. You're not really paying attention. 25 damage for the fireball that he's doing. Pretty much everyone in the space, aside from that drow mage, is is on the ground screaming, burning. You see three of them, the ones who are actually like 
technically within the range of the spell because he didn't want to cast it in the center of the room. Mm -hmm. um, you see that they are ash on the ground. Three already gone, two deep gnomes left basically, um, and this drow who looks very, very injured. Now Zola, you are busting into this other room. You've action yes. surged. I snap my fingers and thunder wave. <laughs> <laughs> this wave ripples through the space. Um, the machinery, um, it is... Uh, it cannot succeed. It, it, you know, it, it does not have a constitution, so to speak. So I'm just going to say that it will take the damage. Also, hopefully doing it on uh, near the entrance to the room. I know I probably maybe won't catch the mage in that, but I'm, I'm trying to not kill the person who is strapped down. So Gorgonzola's is cognizant of that. Okay, so you'll be able to hit two deep gnomes based on... Actually... You'll be able to hit three deep gnomes because okay. there are two that are like right next to each other on the rightmost panels, and there's one to the left of you. Okay. So they'll roll three con, con saves. saves. Thirteen. Okay. Only one passes, so that one will take half. Nine damage to the ones who fail. Ooh, baby. They... So then five damage to the one who succeeded. Two of them look very hurt. You see them like, sh like. The two to your right, who um, were not at all expecting you, are blasted into the panels. They look incredibly injured. The one to the left manages to kind of duck underneath one, but you still you hear him go, "Oh my tooth!" As like a tooth <laughs> like shatters in his I mouth. I look at the mage. Good news, they're letting us out early today. <laughs> oh shit! What the one-liner? Um, <laughs> um, that is your turn, Zola. We are back to the top of the order, Brigid, setting the scene here. Three gnomes dead from the room. Two of them running down the hallway trying to escape. Looks like they might be going to lower floors. You also hear a lot of commotion coming from down the hall to the right where you see Smite is like in the door frame. You see, you just saw literally a blast of flame as you hear half the room ignites and screams in pain. Um, and then you see Zola bust down a door um, and is immediately- I don't just smell I actually don't see any. <laughs> the rawest part. Oh, that's right. You're blinded right now. Fully blind, so I don't see nothing. You just hear explosions and a smell fart. And also, I will say, I know the silence is on the first two floors, but it is 300 feet surrounding me, 300 feet. There's yes. a thunderous boom. So you're not sure who might hear that, but you know that maybe the people, at least in the areas nearby, might hear you. Very good, <laughs> yeah. you for sure feel <laughs> like a rumbling, two rumbling explosions almost simultaneously as your allies run out of the room. Um, you don't know, you can't see Pyre, but just being connected to Pyre yeah. on that level, you do feel like Pyre is standing over Moss's body in the hallway, literally just like, just guarding, watching this chaos unfold, but knowing to wait for commands from you. I have a question. So since Pyre is like my familiar, can I see through Pyre? Technically, because we have the Tasha's wild shape conversion to find familiar thing set up, even though you didn't summon Pyre through the find familiar, I'm going to say that for the sake of the fucking not... sake that this is sick as hell, that yes, you can 100% look through their eyes. Okay. I just wanted to, because there's like a couple things that I could do to either become unblind or like make a plan with, with Moss, because he's conscious, right? Yeah, he now is, um, again, exhausted, but low hit points. He's, he's doing a lot better than he was before. Right. And I'll also say this, you are going to roll a con save at the end of your turn to see if you can come out of blindness. One success, and you're good. Right. Um, okay, so my ideas were use the lesser restoration on myself to be unblinded quickly. That would do it. Or give it a shot, roll at the end of my turn, and try and do something. 
Um, we do have less. So uh, I guess I have some fuckery I want to run by you. Lay down it. So I want to... Um, I, this is an assumption, and, and me, I can ask Moss in-game or whatever, but my assumption is that because he is such like a high-level druid that he has transport, transport via plants as well. Okay. So I want to use plant growth to make a big tree so that we can escape from here once we have the people. Holy shit. Ashley, that's so sick. Okay. Um, so well, maybe he doesn't have that spell, and then it would be a stupid idea, and I would just grow a plant. <laughs> um, give me a luck check. Can I add bless to it? No bless. Just straight luck check. 15. Okay. Um, what is Brigitte's plan right now? It's your turn. So Brigitte hears the thunder wave, and she's shaken. She kind of drops down to the ground to, like, feel, to, like, get her bearings. She can feel Pyre near her guarding Moss, so she goes over to, like, feels her way out of the doorframe and, like, over to Moss to check on him. Uncle, are you okay? Ricky, it is so good to see you. I wish I could say the same. Oh, do I not look good? Does a little, gives a little cheek. I can't see you, Uncle. I'm blind. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm so sorry. That's okay. We're going to get out of here. Listen, can you, can you use trans, can you transport via plants? I, I, I might have, I might be able to get in touch with that ability. I'm incredibly tired, though. I. I I give him um, one of the greater peeling potions that I have in from when we went fr- to Marfin's. Okay. Um. Roll. I believe it's forty-four plus four. Twelve. Twelve total. Twelve total. Okay. He's currently at twenty-eight hit points. He is still exhausted. He still looks really, really bad. But you you tilt his head up, like blindly fumble with the potion pull off the cork, and with his help, because he sees what you're doing now, he drinks the potion. He he feels better for it. Uh, give me a con save. It's the end of your turn. You might, as, you might as well try and come out of it. And also, as this is all happening, um, like, he... Moss looks at you, and you feel you feel his old, wrinkled hand on your face, and he goes, There's more, Brigham. In the column, there's more. We're not the only ones here. And that's where we'll end our session today. Whoa! Woozy doozy, baby. Woozy doozy. And you guys have opened quite a can of worms, opening two doors with two drow mages. (laughs) Those drow can suck my ass. Oh, my God. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Try Not to Die. Thank you especially, of course, to our eldritch patrons. (laughs) Apologies to our eldritch patrons. We love you. Hey, you cut them off in the middle of a battle. They got to come back for the next epi. Uh, If you would like to be an eldritch patron, go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod. Um, Check us out on our socials. I believe they're all that as well correct it's yep, all try, try not, not to, to die, die pod, pod. Um, any other plugs you guys want to plug because for me I plug the Patreon of course I'm plugging the Patreon again double plug third week in a row d- 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 double down I'm gonna plug one of our friends 
beholder to no one. It's a really cool podcast. Um, I'm friends with the person who runs it, and they um, interview all kinds of different people from like all different aspects of the D and D world, and just like talk to them about what D and D is. It's really fun, cool to hear everyone like have their own take and talk about their whether they're like mini makers or like map makers Whoa. or like they host a podcast, they plan a podcast. Like it's a good way to get a perspective from different people around the world about D and D. So cool! Check, yeah, it, check out. it out! Check it out! Check it out! It. Well, you know, tune into the Patreon to hear the crazy talk about this episode. Uh, And until next time, my friends, try not to die. Thank you.